0: What's up everyone? Welcome to the Time Off Podcast. I'm your host, BK. I don't know about you, but I'm the type of person that always has to be doing something. So even when I'm not working, I'm working towards a goal. Growing up, it was sports and training parkour. Then I traded those in for music and more entrepreneurial goals, but I've always had a passion that I pursued in my free time. In this show, we're gonna talk to guests who have all different types of interesting hobbies passion projects, and side hustles that all take place in the 16 hours outside of their 9 to 5. So come join me and let's see what our next guest does in their time off. What's up everybody? Today's guests, yes I said guests, you get a two for one deal today, are two of my closest friends. One of them is a licensed massage therapist at Advanced Health Professionals as well as a certified stretch practitioner at the Vital Stretch. And the other is a food service director at Stepping Stones Museum for Children. But as you know, that's not what's important to us here. What makes this such a great episode is that our passions overlap. Lucky for me, I get to spend a few hours a week capturing their vast sports knowledge, charm, and hilarious banter on their weekly show. I'd like to welcome the hosts of Tea Time Sports and two of my groomsmen, E.B. and Tiempo. Welcome to the Time Off
1: Podcast, guys. Hey, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, glad to be here, bro.
0: Yeah, guys, what's up? How you doing?
1: You know, just, just put in the work, and our, uh, our podcast we just laid down, so following it up with your show here. Glad to be here, man. Yeah, we're absolutely happy to be here. Yeah, it's
0: nice to uh, keep this groove moving. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Let's start out. Tell us a little bit about your jobs, what you do. EB, we'll start with you.
2: Um, so my 9 to 5, which ends up being 11 to 7, 9 to 5, uh, 8 to 3, you know, it, it varies. But like you said in the uh, the monologue, I'm a licensed massage therapist in the state of Connecticut. For the last four years, I've been working at a company or a a business, I should say, that does chiropractic and physical therapy. About two years ago, my boss comes in, the Dr. G is like, hey, dude, I want to start a stretching program and I want you to be a part of it. You've been working with me, I trust you, yada, yada, yada. And it's been all uphill ever since. So we've been grinding out, putting in this work, um, pretty much starting an assisted stretching company. So it's been kind of cool going through the motions, seeing what it starts from just a thought to a seed to a sprout, to now becoming a full-on flower in a sense. Right. Um, and it's been absolutely wonderful seeing what it takes to put in like, the man hours to starting a business. So on a day-to-day basis, I work with athletes, geriatric patients, older people, people with some issues that they're trying to work through. You know, I work with a lot of half-marathon runners, marathon runners. A lot of people just got finished up. It's marathon season right now, so a lot of people right. running New York, Philadelphia, Chicago marathons. Um, it's been, it's been wonderful. And the the best thing about my job is I meet so many cool people in the process, uh, all different walks of life. You got their financers, you got people that work in maybe music industries, maybe that work in retail or this or that. So you hear all these cool stories that kind of, you know, echoing the same sentiment of this, uh, this exact show. It's people that, yeah, they have their nine to five, but they do so many cool things outside of that. And it's just not only do I get to work with them, make them, you know, get them to feel better, you know, by way of stretching and, you know, massaging and stuff. But then you hear all these cool stories that kind of get along, tagged along with it. So I'm very lucky for what I do. Every day is a new day. Every you know, Everything is so fresh and different. So it's uh-huh.
1: I'm, I'm loving it. I've been doing it for five years, and it's it's rolling on, man. Awesome. Yeah. Happy for you,
0: man. Thanks, dude. Tampa how about you?
1: So small story for me starting at Stepping Stones. Um, I've been the food service director there for coming up on two years, about a year and a half right now. But I started off back as a young pup, age 20 years old there. Kind of my first food service job and – at that time, I was kind of going to NCC, going through the general studies. I actually started off as a graphic design major, which I immediately hated, <laughs> and it did you really wasn't for me at all. Wow. And you know, I thought <laughs> I thought I thought, I? I thought that was something that I'd be interested in, and just never panned out. And just a constant theme with all my jobs. You know, even going back to my three sons, a kids arcade where I was making pizzas and working in the kitchen there, and everything kind of transpired when I started going back there. I got hired there, like I said, when I was 20, 21 years old, that's brought me to the culinary program at Norwalk Community College and kind of got that fast track going where ultimately I ended up graduating from University of New Haven with a food service and restaurant management degree, a bachelor's degree. And kind of my journey around the road is that this place has always been technically a stepping stone for me because it's sprung board me all over the place between you know, working at your deli and going through the catering and that deli aspect, working at these high-end restaurants, working at hotels, and kind of getting a sense for this whole food business. And ultimately, it all brought me back to this nice 9 to 5, sometimes 8 to 7, sometimes <laughs> all over the place. But right. ultimately, you know, what I love most about my job is that we provide the Healthyville Cafe, and it's really inspiring to help these, like, younger kids learn about, you know, nutrition and eating these healthy options and snacks and stuff like that at a young age because it is very important to take care of yourself, you know. I'm sure you see that in your field, EB. Because, Absolutely. you know, diet's a very important thing to start at a young age, you it's, know. It's your body's feel you're, and, you're yourself. So and you see yeah. a lot of these kids, you know, eating off this, you know, candy and soda and all this stuff. And they're really opening and expanding their food options at this time, which when I growing up, you know, I look you at Brussels sprouts and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, right. I'm not eating this crap. And now it's like my favorite thing well, to cook, you know. Fortunately,
2: there's chefs in the world now that make foods that, like you said, once upon a time were like, I don't want broccoli. Yeah, that like cauliflower. Get you know, out it's, of here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it makes it enjoyable to yeah. eat nowadays. You throw a little maple syrup on it and it's pretty damn good. Yeah. So, <laughs> I
1: yeah, that's that's what I love most about my job is just, you know, the freedom to create whatever I want, but still be healthy and health conscious and still make it good tasting too. So, yeah. right. but outside that, you know, I'm a sports fanatic, you know, yeah. obviously the tea, the tea time sports, um, 10 episodes in, you know, we go about 45 minutes to an hour every week and it's, you know, kind of pain relieving because it's or stress ther- it's relieving therapy for, <laughs> yeah. you know,
2: one hour a week, you know, it's actually funny, a little backstory. So Tommy and I used to work at my three sons together. It was a kid's arcade here in Norwalk, Connecticut. And we, I think I worked there for a year. I think Tampo, you worked there for what, like five years or Yeah, five years, five years. And so that, that one year, it was one of those Tampo was putting me through the ringer. He was like, Oh, you the new dude. Like I'm going to give you all this crap <laughs> yada, yada, right. yada. And so it was one of those things that we were always boys, but it was kind of like, oh, man, screw that dude, whatever. All right. So fast track <laughs> about a year and a half or so. I see a tweet. Tampa was like, Oh man, I'm, I'm looking for uh, food services. Let me know if you know. So I tweeted, I'm like, yo, Stepping Stones is hiring. And at the time, our other buddy, Pac-Man, EO, was like, yeah, dude, like, let him know. We got, we got a spot for him if he needs it. So sure enough, I out, Stepping Stones Cafe looking for some, you know, and let me know. So we got him in, and sure enough, here we are, yeah. you know, 10 and years later, you know, we're little, homies.
1: little part-time all job brothers. turned into a supervisor position and that turned into a lead position. Exactly and... right.
2: It, it kind of kept growing, so. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of funny how it all starts.
0: Funny enough, for those that don't know, yeah, I joined that family also. A few years in. We are all working there at one point. I spent about three years there. So it was, that was a very... Even a couple uh Very fun times. guess you had to go. Tyler Carlo also was there for... Yep. It's definitely been a a stepping stone for most
2: of us in our life. 100%. It's a wonderful corporation. You know, it's... The people on the inside really just want you to... And that's the best part about it. They want you to grow. And it's one of those things where they know you're maybe not going to be there forever, but for those years they want you to be there, they want you learning on how to, yeah. you know, play your part in a bigger picture. And, and right. that stepping stones is is I got to say that
1: was one of the companies that accommodated all my school stuff. You exactly. Know, I was working there part-time. I had another part-time job at night. They were always, you know, willing to work around that. And, you know, I, that's kind of the reasons why it brought me back. You know, I was in a food salesman job, which I really liked, but it was kind of that toss-up where you're like, you know, the money's good now and the salary's nice but commission and all this stuff it you know and I just wasn't really happy I feel like there you right. know you kind of have a lot of ups and downs there where I feel like once you're in total control and you're running your own show it's it's a lot different so Yeah
0: right so I can definitely relate to both of you you with the food service because I do that daily <laughs> do you know Yeah oh you know <laughs> <laughs> you kind of in the uh movement aspect mm-hmm. because it Always huge passion of mine has yep. been something athletic, right? Sure. Whether it be parkour or sports. Talking about sports, I think that's kind of where our friendship started, right? Right, playing at the park. You and I, yeah. not even just that, very early on right. playing Pop Warner football. Mighty Mites, yeah. Yeah, all right. the way back to probably about five years old. Yeah. Tiempo and I playing Small T-ball. Fry. Yeah,
1: <laughs> 96, 97. Yeah, back so. Back to back. <laughs> so I guess it's
0: it's safe to say that uh, sports are always huge in all of our lives, right? Absolutely Definitely What do you think, I'll go back and forth between the two of you What do you think your earliest sports memory is?
2: It's funny yeah, enough, actually, so we back in there. we were playing at that same field, you know, popcorn or football at All Saints. I remember playing T-ball down there at the bottom Did field you? young age. And T-ball, you got to be Down the what? hill in the back. Down right? the hill in the back, exactly. I think that's got to be, what, you got to be four years old or so. So I remember yeah. swinging, the, swinging the ball, swinging and missing, swinging and missing. And that, right. that was the last year I ever played baseball. I never played again. Really? Never played again. So that thing,
1: that's got to be my earliest memory of uh, any kind of sports. So... For me, it wasn't playing. It was kind of, if you know have, you haven't listened to the podcast, I'm a loser New York fan because <laughs> I like the Jets, I like the Brooklyn Nets, and I like, well, the Yankees. So going back to that is, you know, with that trend, I should be a Mets fan by virtue <laughs> because a lot of Jets and Mets fans, and it's kind of Yankees-Giants, but... Right. I remember the 1996 World Series, so I was only five years old, and I just remember my grandpa going absolutely, like, livid, like, watching this game and, you know, just always growing up at his house. It kind of got me into that Yankee fandom and just growing up in that era with, you know, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Tino Martinez, Mariano Rivera. Yeah. Kind of just, like... Andy Pettit. Yeah. Yeah, right. Ultimately led me into... You know baseball at a beginning age. That was the first sport I played. You know going back to T-ball and all that, and it was the longest sport that I played. I played from age five to age eighteen. I still play slow pitch softball now. So still holding true. Yeah, still that's just one sport that I love. But I just I'll never forget that like vivid memory of just like five years old in front of the TV with my grandpa, just you know watching the Yankees win the World Series and starting their run from '96 to 2001. So. A good time.
0: Funny enough, my early sports memory is not playing sports, not watching sports. I remember sitting on my window sill. I had a Brett Favre figurine. <laughs> 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 I had the the matching jersey and everything. For some reason, I was like a huge Brett Favre. I mean, he was a good he player. Was, he was great yeah, at yeah. that point. But a lot of He probably liked like the Mighty Mites colors, the green and yellow. exactly. And like, you're exactly. like this is me, right? Except my dad handed me the football when we first started. He was one of the coaches he was like you're gonna be quarterback. <laughs> and I was like, uh, nah, too much responsibility. <laughs> and I handed it back to him. He handed it to the next kid who was uh, Brian O'Neal. Yeah. Who ended very up very good pop Warner QB he ended up played at my, Trinity, right? He ended up being my quarterback for the next twelve years as I played under him at center. A lot, you know, it's funny. A lot of
2: NFL <laughs> players don't get that. Don't, no, we'll never have that title of saying I snapped a ball to
1: so-and-so for 12 years. So that's yeah. pretty cool. That's very very cool. true. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, it was cool.
1: Funny story with uh, Pop Warner is even going through baseball, I was, you know, all-star baseball player in Little League and stuff. And my football coach comes up to me because his son was on the all-star team too. And this is, I played Pop Warner for seven years. So he comes up to me maybe my third year after I played. And he's like, you know what? I really want you to run like, The gold offense which was like the second team offense and I was like all right like let me try it out you know I I think I could (laughs) do it and you know I was the backup QB for four years but Nick Blasio was the starting quarterback over me who ended up starting all four years at Brian McMahon so interesting you say that because it's like you never know like he just randomly comes up to me he's like oh yeah I trust you I'm like all right let's well, yeah, to, to right. that to that same exact point,
2: I remember growing up, and I was good friends with like Lou DiGiacomo and Max frensky, yep. and yep. Yep. F- yeah. trying Max. to find out Max ended up playing in the NFL on the practice team for a little while. Right. So it's it's kind of cool how things. And even you know, going get to back that point.
1: to you know Silas Red and Silas Kevin Red. Lewis, right, yeah. and you know everyone shout else. out to everyone we're shouting yeah, out right, right now. You know, <laughs> yeah, a lot you see of, these dudes that you played Pop Warner with, and they're in the NFL, and you're like, wow, like, this is pretty good cool for you guys. Yeah, you right.
0: Know? Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. So as you guys grew in life, you touched on it. Playing baseball still and now softball to this day. Yeah. How did sports grow with you?
2: So for me at least, it worked out. My father's a big sports fanatic, and that was one thing him and I always kind of uh bonded over. And for example, last night him and I talked on the phone for thirty minutes and just talking sports. I remember at a very young age, just you know, him sitting me down and it was the Cowboys football. Cowboys football. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith and Mark Michael Irving are the three greatest trio you'll ever see watching yeah. a you know <laughs> playing a game of football. And then I remember one of the first games I ever watched was the uh like one of the Really like, remembering and knowing it was going to be an iconic game was one of the, the greatest show on turf. But it was that Tennessee Titans, you know, yeah, St. Louis uh, Super Bowl,
1: yeah, the stretch,
2: right, it, the stretch. No better way of putting it. So for me, it was it kind of held true. My father would be like, "Oh, so uh, who who ran for so many yards today, or who did this?" And it was he was you would kind of quiz yeah. me on it, and it was it kind of grew along with that, and it was funny because as big as a Cowboys fan he was. He never wanted me wanting like, liking the Cowboys. He's like, no, if I'm, I'm the Cowboys fan in the household. You pick another guy to root on. But to <laughs> that point, every single time we'd watch a game together, it was like, I'm the Cowboys fan. You tell me who's the best player on the other team. So okay. it kind of it, it grew. It challenged bit, me. Yeah. It, it kind of grew Definitely. my uh my knowledge of sports because it was like all right so the cowboys are playing arizona cardinals this week all right so we got um we got matt liner playing a quarterback right now <laughs> yeah uh we got edvin james receiving the the touches out of the backfield uh we got larry Fitz as a number one yes. overall pick so yeah. what, let's see what's going on here so um maybe emmett smith a late late Cardinal. Yeah, emmett, exactly right and that was kind of like the down my father was not a, not happy about that but we'll get to that <laughs> later but um so that's kind of, for me, it was a bonding experience over my father for sports across the board. He was a huge right. NHL fan. And I remember watching even the, I mean, he got a new TV set so we can watch the, the devils in the nineties playing the, you know, playing in the um, Stanley cup finals. So it was yeah. that kind of thing, you know?
0: No, that definitely was the same with me. I mean, my dad was my football coach, basketball coach for many. He was actually our, our basketball, basketball coach. coach and I, for, I can find the year in the at process. One point. Yeah, I think, I think it was uh, like oh two thousand one or two or something. I'll look like it up that. in the in he the process. The,
1: he wore the team shirt too.
0: Yeah, we had the we were the Cougars. Or no, he had the jumpsuit. Right, I He had, had the whole jumpsuit remember, with the tracksuit. Uh, yeah, me, you, uh, Delshawn, the Andrew Chow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: You know what? That was actually my record year. I had 12 points in one game, and that was, like, the best
2: I ever did. I think I banged one three,
1: and I didn't do anything (laughs) else the rest of the season.
0: (laughs) So, Tommy, how about you? How did sports kind of grow with you? I know you touched on it with baseball. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, the kind of sports trend started with my grandpa, but then ultimately, like EB, you know, my dad was kind of very influential in, you know— Everything coming up. You know, I played three sports. So I played basketball, football, and baseball. So it was kind of like, you know, once football season ended, it was basketball season. Once basketball season ended, it was baseball season. And it kind of just never stopped. So it kind of turned into an obsession for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just, you know, being around some winning teams. One of my Pop Warner teams got to the Connecticut State Championship game and we lost that game. But A couple of JBA teams got to the finals and lost. You know, I played in a couple of all-star games, played at AAU basketball. So I think it was just that competitive nature that I liked so much. You know, I wasn't always the best player on the court, but. I always played my hardest, and I wanted to win. And even to this day, like, you could play me in a game of, like, crazy eights, and I'll throw the cards and smack the deck over (laughs) if I lose because I'm such a sore loser. Throw some controllers and Xbox, you know. It it showed
2: last year when we were playing in a basketball league, him and I. And here we are (laughs) as grown adults, and we're playing a basketball game. Some dude didn't want to, you know – step up into the uh, the handshake line at the end right, of the game. Yeah. He was trying to dunk, and Tommy's like, oh, yeah, it yeah, took over. It's like, I didn't know if he was half in the bag or drunk or something, but he's <laughs> oh, nah, 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 nah. like, all right, dude, what it? just relax. <laughs> just relax. It's okay. It's He's 18. He doesn't know what he's doing, all right? Nah, that's disrespect. <laughs> it was. It absolutely was.
0: I actually talked about that in one of my episodes, the episodes with Chris, and we talked about bowling and how growing up, if I lost, I cried. Yeah, sure. Like, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I cried. The water I've, works. Yeah. I've grown out of it since then a little bit, but <laughs> I, I still cry. But it's st- I, not for that. I definitely still, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely still cry on the inside when I lose at something. Like I it's, don't know. It's if, passion for the game, right? It's all and it I is. think. That's what it comes down to: is just wanting to do your absolute best at whatever it is you're doing.
2: You hold yourself to a certain standard, and if you if you if you don't make it, then you you're upset with yourself. You know, right. you and can't yeah. And if I you're
0: someone like us who goes out and does these things that aren't necessarily for financial gain. Yeah. Like, you're obviously Your full of this it. passion.
1: Sure. Right. And there's there's still times that my wife can accredit to and a few other of my teammates are softball that I'll blow up on the – I pitch for softball. So if I don't get a call or, like, something goes the opposite way or mm-hmm. a teammate makes an error, like, I'll, I'll blow up on the mound. But
3: <laughs> I look back
1: at it and I'm like, dude, it's – it's slow pitch softball. Just right. relax, like calm down, have fun. You're twenty. You're twenty eight years old. You don't need to be like. You're not going professional. Like just right. relax. Have some beers and enjoy the Yeah, game. exactly. <laughs> exactly right.
0: Uh, it's great. So, Eb, Tommy talked about playing football, mm-hmm. baseball in high school. Yeah, you had a little different trajectory. I
2: did. You know, it was funny. So uh, when I was going into freshman year, I was so out of shape, I couldn't run hundred meters without throwing up. So. I decided to do cross country. My sister I did cross country. She did indoor track and or basketball, I'm sorry, then did outdoor track. So I was like, oh, let me do cross country, get myself seasoned, I'll play lacrosse in this uh in the spring. So, first day of cross country, I'm on my first lap. I think I've run about 200 meters. I yak. I like turn over to the side and I just start oh, throwing no. up and I'm like, I am not cut out for this. A <laughs> couple weeks later, we go to our first cross-country meet. I am so far behind that they start the girls race before I even got to finish. So I hear the gunshots going off and you see me coming over the hill at Waveney Park. like. (gasps) (gasps) So it was just one of those. I just was not cut out for it, but I kept to it. I did indoor track and I said to myself, you know, I'm not good for lacrosse. Let me just do outdoor track and stay with it. So I just became a runner. So for four, for four years, I did cross country, indoor track, outdoor track. And it was kind of funny because I started off doing a 5k and then I slowly kind of went down to doing a quarter mile race and I I loved it. I'm not going to lie. It was one of those um, last five years, you know, eight years I've kind of taken off and now I've gotten back into running again as of recently. And I love it because it's a wonderful conditioning. It's the one exercise I find that I can do that I don't feel sick after. I don't feel like I have a headache or I don't feel like I'm going to yak or whatever it is. I feel like i am conditioned to a point where I can go do a three mile run and I I get home and I'm like, hot damn, I I feel pretty damn good. The other day I went to go do a track workout. I ran a six and a half minute mile. I'm like, I haven't done that in (laughs) Yeah, ten years. Like I, I feel great it, doing dude. it. I still got it, you know. So it felt pretty good. Granted, I want to get that number down. I would love to run a sub six, but you know, you take what you cut your losses and do what you Shit. can. I'd like to run a sub eight. <laughs> sub eight. You, you might shock <laughs> yourself. You know, you might I shock yourself. Always been. I talked
0: about this two weeks ago. Our last guest, Andrew, who, who he's you a had, track runner as, as well, right? ran With right? yeah. yeah, it never
2: I'd, actually ran against him, unfortunately. But we were at meets at the same time. Right. Well, yeah,
0: I brought it up to him. Like I've never understood why people enjoy it. Like what is it that you like about running?
2: So when runners run to a certain point, it's called the runner's chi, and it's a thing that's been around for thousands of years. That when you're running and you're feeling like a sack of potatoes, you just all of a sudden catch a second breath of wind where you just want to keep going, and you it just it's just like it's, determined to finish. It's like revitalizing, quite quite frankly. So today I was on a run. I just did two and a half miles this morning. My feet were killing me, and let me remind you, I'm just starting to get back into running again. Right. Mile and a quarter in, I'm like, my feet are killing me. I'm just feeling like, I'm feeling horrible. All of a sudden, it was just like a, I felt great. And I'm like, all right, I can do this. So I just kept going. I finished up my run. I got home and I felt
1: great. I don't, there's just something about it. You know what I mean? I, I, I do, you know, how is it, is it any different running like, Say you just run around your block and you're on pavement that's uneven. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference than running just straight on a track or running cross country? Well, so I find that running patterns mess up your feet a little more. So
2: what I probably should do to save my body, I should probably run like a cross country type style track, which is, you know, on, you know, grass, I guess you could say, because it's a little softer cushioning on my joints running on the pavement. I do find that it hurts my ankles, hurts my knees, hurts my hips just because that impact of gravity and and body weight and yada, yada, yada. So I would love to kind of get back into that more so. But I find that running on like a track or running on a, a treadmill is very mundane. It's very boring. You know, it's you turn around, it's the same thing for four times. I do four laps, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Or at least when I'm running on the roads, it's like I, I'm running you're away taking, from my house, yeah, and then I got to run all the way back yeah. to my house. So it's as far as I go, I got to go back. So it's it kind of keeps me a little bit more motivated to go. You know, keep going. You find yourself running down a hill, and you're like, all right, this is my time to catch my breath, or it's my time to open my stride up and get my you know get a little break in. I would love to kind of get myself into a point where I'm running five K's and I'm kind of starting to train for half marathons. I would love to start doing half marathons, but knowing that that 13.1 is very a, a daunting number. Um, oh yeah, for, sure. for sure. Um, but it just feels good to get back and doing something that I know is productive for not only myself, but my mental state, getting the serotonin, the dopamine in my brain and all right. that kind of good stuff. Yeah. I had
0: a similar thing. After college, when I found that I didn't really have many sports to do outside of doing parkour and training that, right? And I got super into riding my bike. Right. And I would just go as many miles as I could before work. Sometimes two, sometimes twelve. Right. You know, like it's I think, as much as your time has. My right. longest ride was from here to Fairfield one day and back. Wow.
2: So that's a good like ten mile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no, know, it was like, awesome. And
0: yeah. I can understand like the whole runners' chi and like that thing in that aspect.
2: It's like you're feeling horrible midway, and all of a sudden it's just like, "Yeah, I feel fine." Like this right. is—it's it's very weird, but it's one of those overcome. It's like that feeling you, you can't quite describe. It's just like, "Whoa, I feel great. I'm, yeah. I can keep doing this." You know, it's I can go for another I mean, two
1: miles. And I don't—I don't do too much cardio, but like when I go to the gym and lift weights, it kind of sets off that like the same way. Like the first couple slet, uh, sets, I'm sluggish, and I'm like, "Ugh." You know, but then like you catch that second win, and you're like, all right, let's bang this out. Like we're, we're feeling good now. Okay. Let's exactly, you know, let's finish.
2: Well, it, to me, it's like, yeah, you can go to the, hit the weight room and you're pushing yourself. But personally, because I have been a runner for those years, there's no single activity you can do that pushes your body to a limit such Mm -hmm. as running. You you see the guy that just Achille, uh, Kipchoge that just ran under a two, uh, two hour marathon. To me, that is so underappreciated because for someone to run under two hours, which is roughly under a four, it's about a 420 mile pace. I his book booking it. It's, that's incredible. And to me, that didn't get enough notoriety. Like that is insane right. that someone was able to push themselves to that point. And granted, he had the rabbits or quote unquote, someone pacemaking yeah, for him.
0: Exactly. Or
2: he had the car in front of him that was like, all right, keep going a little faster, slow down, yada, yada, yada. But to me, that is so underappreciated.
0: Well, what I think is still super impressive about it is the only thing that did was take away the mental blocks that there are. Sure, that's still what I your think body. Some of it is, yeah. yeah. yeah his 100%. body did. His body did. Mind that. over his matter. His body still <laughs> his did it. His body
2: did it. No matter how you twist it, his body still ran twenty six point two miles in under two hours. That's it's insane. That's absolutely like remarkable. It really I is.
0: A, I have a few friends that have been very into marathons lately. A.A. A- Ron. A- shout a- Ron, out shout family. out. Yeah, shout out. And um, Rachel and her sister, the Running Twins on Instagram, they've been killing it doing shout a out. ton of races. So, like... A lot of people have been into this lately and it sparked my mind, but I don't think I could ever get into it. Let me know. I you really can go off the road, run. You live down the street
2: from me. You could, I, I, can, I <laughs> can run by your house, pick you up. We can go for it, dude. I got a run in mine I want to do on
0: tomorrow, tomorrow. It's a I'll, little bit I'll, longer, but I'll run
1: away from you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. So, one thing I am impressed with, and I didn't even realize the extent of it until we started doing your show, you guys have this insane knowledge base on sports. And it is such a wide range from hockey to basketball to baseball to football. Boxing, golf. How and where yeah. and where does that all come from?
2: You know, you probably, you know, agree with me on this. It's growing. It's There's yeah. so much to know. And you hear people like Chris Mad Dog Russo or Mike Francesa or somebody else on Mad Dog Sports or at
1: WFAN, and they know mad stuff. And it just it inspires you to learn a thing or two yeah. in the process, you know? I think being at my last sales job, With the previous company that I had, I was in the car for three years straight, you know, Monday through Friday, and you know, kind of got a little bit away from listening to music, and kind of just had sports radio on. So it's like these guys, just off the top of their head, they're like, you know, they know what week this team lost, how many stats this guy had, and it's just like it's insane. You know, to listen to Chris Russo, I
2: remember listening. I was driving to Philly to see my girlfriend, who was living in Philadelphia at the time. I listened to him for about five hours this day, and. Someone called in, and it's just the vast knowledge he has is remarkable. Where it's, right. oh yeah, 1962, and the Reds were playing the so and so in the game World six. Series, Game yeah. Six. It was so and so pitching. Guy pitching yeah. Oh, and the, the the it was two outs, and this. Guy, how the hell do you remember that? You know, right. it's but the fact he does, it's, it's, it's inspiring. A it's a talent. It really is, for sure. and it keeps me going. It's like ah, oh, I want to know that. I want to be that guy that can say, in for 30 years, I remember one that you know Russ Wilson should have thrown the should have ran it. But they threw you know yeah. that guy, you know what I mean? Like right. it's just
1: and it's like even it's inspiring. Even the holiday times, like now, my grandpa's and uh, assisted living, but this dude's sharp as attack and you'd be like, Hey, Yankees World Series 1961, like who pitched like game six? And he'd be like, Oh yeah, this guy threw eighty two pitches, pitched seven innings, struck out this dude last batter, and he's just like it's like, how do you remember that? Like, right. it's, it's, it's just, there's no rhythm or rhyme. It really isn't. Yeah. It's
2: just, it's one of those, the Tiempo can agree with me on this. It's just, there's the a level of passion behind sports. You know, right. it's funny. You, BK, we, we love How I Met Your Mother. That was one show that you and I watched a bunch Definitely. together. I watched that show about three times over. I think you watched okay. it as well. The Blue Horn. The blue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's an episode where one of the characters just didn't quite get why sports was such a big deal. And the whole, like, you know, the, the moral of the story was, Sports is that one thing that for three to four hours will get you out of your own life. You know, it, it pulls you out, and then yeah, you you, you exactly. put all your heart into something else. And it's yeah. nice because whatever you have going on in your own life, you forget about because in that four hour span of time, you're thinking about sports, right? And that's just, yeah. or thinking about that game, right. or you're thinking you're right. about that play, or that moment. For have, it's, me it's and, you, not so nice <laughs> and not so nice <laughs> and sometimes, and not so nice sometimes. It's, it's you have the same
0: goal as that team on the field and
1: all their fans spread out across right. the world. That's Absolutely. like that's like when I talk to Kim, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe we lost. She's like, who's we? And I'm like, no. Right. Like, I'm invested in this team. Like, right. I spent money on tickets, jerseys, Memorabilia. <laughs> all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. I invest myself multiple hours in the week to follow this team. So, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> it's me. It, yeah. we, we, we lost weird. this game together. Collectively,
2: <laughs> I did not put enough of my love into that team to win that yeah. week, whatever it was. I right. get it. I and, totally get it.
0: I mean, you know, I'm not the biggest, most avid sports fan, (laughs) but I still do it. When I'm talking to people about my teams, I'm still like,
1: oh, we could have done this. It's just that that,
0: that sense of community, family. Mm -hmm. Belonging. I I definitely understand that. And it's like,
1: even like, you know, the Jets stink, but like sulking with other Jets fans, it's like kind of like therapeutic a little bit. You're like, oh man, like I can't believe this like happened. Or like, even when you win, it's just like, you know, I remember I took my dad to a patch Jets game and the uh, Jets ended up winning in overtime and we walked out the stadium and you literally think everyone's your best friend. Like everyone's high five in you the like, best, right? feeling. Yeah, yeah. best <laughs>
2: feeling in the world. It really is. And there's been so many times in my life where there's been down moments, but you just know that Sunday rolls around or that Tuesday night game. It just picks you up. It really does. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Definitely. So you would say it's like um, just kind of immersing yourself in it, right? 100 yeah, I, I can relate to that with music. Like yeah, you really f- got to like the fact that I know, know it all. so much about so many different artists, or I know all the lyrics to this many songs and albums. But it's I guess like, it has to be that same thing of just like fully. And going I feel like in.
1: it's the same open mindset that's like, I'm never going to know enough. Like, I still want more. I still want to like. There's information, so much information yeah. to
2: learn from the last 60 years of sports that we can still learn, you know? So it's. Yeah. It's backdating yourself at that point.
1: And I think it's more readily available now on like Twitter and social media. and right. Next gen stats. Yeah, it's easier to follow too. You know, you pop on the TV, ESPN's dropping all these stats. You go on Twitter or Instagram and this guy scored this amount of points or, you know, this team hasn't done this since 1986. You know, it's I feel like it's easier to keep track of. So you're retaining a lot more information than you know going back to your childhood where I even remember the 1998 NBA finals like I was a Bulls fan before I was not a Bulls fan I'd say an MJ fan before I was a Nets
3: fan but who wasn't
1: Yeah, Yeah, like seven years old I'm like dad write down like the score of the Bulls and jazz game you know for the finals and like write down how much MJ scored like that's how I knew my stats so I'd go into school and be like yo so and so yeah you know I didn't even watch the game I was in bed but like I know like the stats behind it so yeah i don't know definitely addicting though it's like absolutely it's, it's a drug because i
2: find myself waking up first thing in the morning i hit twitter i'm like all right what happened last night yeah or, or you know i go on instagram all right how'd that game in last night i woke up at seven o'clock this morning and the first thing i looked at was fantasy, that fantasy yeah. was is <laughs> how the exact how fantasy ended so it's it's a way of life and that sounds so cheesy and so corny but i'm not gonna lie it's, it's it gets me through a day because yeah. when i'm feeling low if I hate a patch and work, and I'm, you know, my boss is hitting me with this, this, that, and the other just thing. Blocks your mind out. for yeah. five minutes. I'm like, I'm gonna go see what's going on in the world of sports, and it just gets me out of my realm. And it, it, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's right. my gateway. It's our drug in a sense. Right. You know.
0: At, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're here to talk about, and that's what the show is about. Absolutely, is having that one thing that you wake up and you're like, dive right into it. You yeah. want to, no matter how tired yeah. you are, no matter what's going on in your life, you want to check it out. You want to see what's That's going before on before
1: work, during work, and after work. <laughs> yeah. It's a full time job. Shh, when I go home, when I'm laying in bed, right now, I'm looking at sports. As <laughs> yeah. as we speak, I'm looking at the score He's of the literally Sixer literally game. Literally watching
0: and, the Sixers game, right and, and, now. and
2: we're up by nine, so I'll take it. So,
0: which I, I applaud your ability to jump in and out.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not get lost. <laughs> got <of> multitask. <laughs> you got to keep it in the back of your mind. You just kind of keep tabs on it at all times.
0: Definitely. So, I mean, we've all been friends forever. Right, mm-hmm. we've all shared sports, we've all shared these passions. What brought you together to start Tea Time? Because so, we both
1: suck at golf, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our Tea Times are
0: not good, us. so we decided to start <laughs> a podcast called Tea Time. Yeah, no, we, it we was didn't, we didn't touch on that really, but
2: no, so we do play a lot of golf, we do play a, a, a bunch of golf together, a couple of try to here and there, and,
0: and not very well. Some days are better than others. Honestly, we, we would do pretty well as a uh, single person. We just need travi Trav in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really then we do really good. Yeah, we, we'd be Perfect.
2: Right. No, you know, it's one of the, it's, I want to say for the last like three or four years, Tiempo and I have been like, all right, dude, we got to start talking sports. Let's start go on the radio. Let's go on podcasts. Let's do it. And we just, we, we were all, it was all about the talk. And then yeah. you came to us and we we're like, oh yeah, we finally got this podcast set up at the studio.
1: I'm like, yo, tiempo at their time. Yeah, our calling is is right here.
2: It's it's like we don't capitalize without a
1: hesitation. I'm like, of course, like
2: or let's do it by week. So we just we hop right into it, and we've been hitting the ground running for the most part. Like I don't
1: have to bork him with like sports talk and trades and all this stuff. No, we, let me come get it all out. <laughs> talk to night. someone who cares. About exactly. It. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God's for saying. the better or for the worse, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I
2: kid you not, all week, him and I are shooting texts at each other. It's like every single day we're shooting a text like, oh, dude, you see this? Or shit, you, know, you see that? Or we sending an Instagram post? Oh, look at that. You know, it's yeah. every day. Every single day.
3: Clockwork, yeah.
2: About 30 times a day. <laughs> Probably text him more than I text my, my girlfriend, honestly, <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> Sorry, Julia. Sorry, Julia. Love you. So
0: a lot of people who, like, have those ideas, right, they let them pass. They just are like oh, that's a great idea, that would be awesome and fun, but I could never do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed kind of like a no-brainer for you guys.
2: Listen, we appreciate you giving us the space. That's all That's all I have to say. They're giving us, like, an actual spot where we can come and talk it. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, you know, like I said, it's just, like, we talk so much sports, and we have so much stuff on our mind to so come together, the both of us, and come up with a full show every week, you know, 45 minutes to an hour just to get just a recap of the week. You know, it's not even like we're trying to, you know, break down a whole NFL season. It's not like we're doing this once a month. Like we come in here every week, every week's different. We come in with fresh ideas, new topics to talk about. And it's just exciting for us. You know, it's not just going back and forth with a text or shooting a couple screenshots back and forth. We actually get to come in, look each other face to face and have, you know, Real debates, you know, we always don't agree on stuff, which makes it even better, too, because arguing back and forth is better than kind of just being
0: like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, like, which
2: then- we agree on a lot of things. Don't get yeah. us wrong. We do find that we find ourselves uh, agreeing on a lot of topics. But nonetheless, we, things arise where we kind of go back and forth on it. Mostly basketball. Though. Mostly basketball, <laughs> because that's where we kind of find we'll, we'll find ourselves dying on the hill. We both know our football teams suck right now, so yeah. it's, we'll die on the hill on basketball. Can't all be like you, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't be
0: Pats fans. Listen, it's been downhill. No one oh, hasn't. Get no out one. of here. No 10 and 3. I don't want to hear it. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I tweeted this Sunday. Next I topic. Was like, no one feels bad for you guys. You got one blown call in 18 minutes. I, so. I, I saw that. But in fairness, if I had the ability In fairness, to there were a couple like, bad
2: yeah. blown calls. Like, in, in fairness to the patch, they should have won that game, but we can talk about that next week. But they also yeah, spied on the Jets, so. I have no we can talk dreams. about the next week. <laughs>
0: you guys are taking over. No, I'm yeah, I know, right? It's Tea Time Sports 2.0. Well, welcome to uh, Tea Time Off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tea Time Off. <laughs> you, got, you got the two-headed monster in here. Oh, that's why. Um, what bad. do you expect?
0: Well, honestly, like I do applaud you guys for getting it going and making it honestly seem so seamless and easy to do. I've watched it from week one, sitting here, engineering, giving tip as I can. And it's been great to watch the growth of it and just see where it goes and help be a person to turn this into something real for you guys. So, thank you. I definitely appreciate you letting me be a part of it.
2: Well, thank you for having us. Thank you to Sweets for sharing the space. <laughs> All that good stuff. Shout out Sweets. We always got to shout out Sweets. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sweet's always. Sweets is sweet.
0: The matriarch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. To add a little something to, um, you know, being that sports is such a big part of my life, I just got involved this year in coaching a Stanford basketball team, uh, eighth grade, shout out to Thunder 2-0, and We're doing our thing. Um, but it's kind of, it feels refreshing to kind of give that, you know, spark and excitement and love for sports back into some of these kids, you know, I really was on the fence about it, I was like, I don't know if I'd make a good coach, or, you know, I don't know if I can really pass this down to these kids, but and just two games. Like I already love my whole team. Like I just love showing up to practice and, you know, showing them new things and helping them develop their game. Cause ultimately, you know, most of these kids are going into high school next year and maybe that's going to be the same trend for them. You know, maybe right. they're going to catch a different love for the game, improve their game and, mm-hmm. you know, take that next step and really enjoy it while they're, you know, Which growing Which I up.
2: applaud you for doing so, because that's awesome that you're Kind of passing that torch on to the next yeah, generation exactly. of kids to keep that love of the sports, the love of the game going. That's we need more yeah. of that in the world, honestly. And
1: you think as competitive and stuff as I am, I'm such a cool, calm coach. Are you really? <laughs> no, I'm like I gotta go to one of these games I haven't I I yelled at anyone yet. I haven't slammed the clipboard. I haven't I've <laughs> no, you're kinda, Bobby now, my friend. You're out there throwing chairs and stuff. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> no, I promise you, I've been all right, guys, do your thing, you know, go have fun out there. You know, we'll run the plays that I showed you. And if it works, it works. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I know I speak for all of us in saying we have those coaches in our lives that we remember, some yeah. of them very poor, yeah. some of them awesome, some of them were, like, instrumental in things outside of sports as well, right? Yeah, yeah. being there for you off the field or off the court, you know. Right. Definitely. And I right. know, I mean, I played 12 years of football, many other years of other sports and Or I can look back and remember times where that taught me things about life in general, not just the sport you're playing.
1: And I think even, you know, growing up through sports, you meet so many kids that, you know, you're still friends with to this day, you know. Even playing football and stuff, you know, you're going and playing against kids that are from Nathan Hale or from ponis middle school or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Kids you never met before and then you end up being close friends with them, you know, right. throughout the years. True. And, you know, you still see them out every once in a while and you're like, Oh, what's up, man? You know, how's it going? How's your dad? You know, you still have an intimate relationship with these guys. And I think that's a pretty cool thing about sports too. It kind of brings everything together. You know, you're kind of a family as a team. So
0: Right. I mean, speaking for us and our outside of our parents all mm-hmm. knowing each other, mm-hmm. that was our commonality. Between most of our friends, the entirety of our friend group all played a sport with one another at a time. So I mean that kind of sparked a lot of these lifelong relationships that we have. Yeah, Yeah. you know,
2: absolutely, no, one hundred percent true. And to that point, with the coaches, you know, that's the same thing. with my track coach in high school was instrumental with those four years because it was I hate to say and not to sound all you know you know sad or whatnot, but it was around the same same time I. Parents were splitting up. So it was mm-hmm. the outlet. At the end of the day, it was like, yeah. at the end of track, oh, I get to go to track from 2 o'clock right. to 5 o'clock. So it got me not going home. And that sounds so horrible to say. Not like I had this horrible home. But okay. um, nonetheless, I didn't have to go home and have to know that was that
1: cloud was hanging over my head. So it, it very much so was an outlet for any kid, I, you know. I feel you on that, too, because, you know, my parents split up freshman year, and that was kind of where I dived into basketball, baseball, yeah. you know. Just keeping your mind busy and keeping your mind off right. things. So right. it's definitely... You know, become an instrumental part of my life. I'd say. Yeah.
0: I mean, to complete the trifecta, <laughs> my, parents,
1: my parents also split. This says
0: something about divorce rates in America. But yeah, <laughs> we don't, yeah, three, we, don't ha- we don't have time to get into that. But I lived primarily with my mother, and the majority of the time with my father was playing sports, and mm-hmm. was him being instrumental in the coaching of those teams and mm-hmm. having that as our thing to relate to and do sure. all that. So definitely sports brings people together. Sports plays a huge if part. If anything.
2: And even to this point, it sounds horrible, but um, one of the greatest plays that'll probably go down in NFL history as one of the greatest plays was the Saints versus the Vikings a couple of years ago when the uh, pretty much Vikings were down and out and Minnesota miracle, Minnesota miracle in case Keenum just threw a hail Mary to Stefan Diggs and he ran it pretty much with no time with time expired into the end zone That play, that same exact play happened when I was in the emergency room with my mother when she was, you know, inevitably passing away from her leukemia. I'll never forget sitting in the emergency room and just that split moment looking up at the TV and seeing that play and was like, whoa, you know, and just the horrible moment that was surrounding it all. Right. That's what kind of, you know, I'll remember that watching that exact play and being like, holy crap, like this is a play that's going to go down as a history, but it's unfortunately happening at a time that my mother's passing away and it sounds horrible, but You know, it's for that split moment, it got me thinking elsewhere, you know, and sports plays a huge pivotal part in all of our lives. You know, it's that's just what it is. And it's a part of life. It 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 really it's a way of life. And people will die in the hill over a football team or basketball team, a baseball team, and they will fight anybody that says anything otherwise, really. And, you know, unfortunately for me, any kind of sport will come at the right time. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the universe or if it's just the way it works, but when you need the most, sports is going to be there for you to watch.
0: 100%. I mean, some of my favorite sports that I've played were things I never even wanted to do. (laughs) You know, honestly, (laughs) diving, which was, I would say, one of my most successful sports. My mom forced me to do it. I did not want to do it at all. (laughs) I ended up doing it for three to five years. I almost went to college for it, you know. It ended up being very important in my life, and Track as well. I just went because like a couple of my friends were going, mm-hmm. and I ended up going and falling in love with that. Unfortunately, they cut the team at my school, <laughs> <laughs> so you and I didn't quite get, play anymore. But to even play
1: any longer. But even going into you know your diving, <clears throat> you know, look at that role that it played in your little sister's life. Like right. she's gonna be an Olympic she, diver. She very well like, could be. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, she's
0: ridiculous. Not not bragging. She literally. Is setting records for she, it. She's setting records, and she attributes that to me, 100. percent She's like, only reason I dive is because Billy did, it and I thought that was cool.
3: That's yeah. It's gotta make and you feel a little better by yourself. Literally, like,
0: as a freshman, breaking high school records yeah, that have I been know. set for 20 years. Yeah. So not just it affecting you, but affecting the people around you. Yeah. Shout like, out, KK. Yeah. <laughs> Baby real? K, killing it. All right. So do you guys have, as far as podcasting, Mm -hmm. you've been super into it, very consistent. I mean, you're going on 10 weeks now. Hmm. Not many people can say they did something consistently for 10 weeks in a row. 10 and a half. Well, technically 11 weeks. (laughs) 11 weeks. So not a lot of people can say they've done things consistently for 11 weeks. Mm -hmm. That's like a serious dedication do you have any advice to anybody that wants to get into podcasting wants to start doing this wants to kind of take that next step
1: I think if it's something that you love and something that you're passionate about you need to just grab the mic and you know do it you know I remember the first week in here you know obviously we we talk about sports all the time but you know I got in front of the mic and I'm like oh my god like what am I gonna say my palms are sweaty (laughs) you know but that, order yeah. of order of operations? What do we yeah. gonna say next? And Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> week but, you know, ultimately, if it's something you love, you know, just come out and speak your mind. I think that, you know, being open minded and coming into this and not being nervous really sprung this forward for me. I don't know if I could speak on EB's half, but, you know, also having a partner here and having supportive friends that, you know, if you mess up, who cares? We can cut it out. You know, if, you know, you Mm -hmm. say a stat wrong, who cares? Just keep going. But I just think if you have that dedication and you love something that much, you should just hop on and hop on and do it. You know, what's stopping you? Right. Well, to
2: that point, you're absolutely right. You know, it's, you're, we're kind of holding ourselves accountable that every Tuesday we're going to do this. If it was just me, I'm sure by week four, I've been like, ah, I'm good this week. I, I can, I, I did it. I could say I've done it, you know, but now knowing that you're doing it with me, it's like, all right, I got to be there Tuesday because I know Tiempo is going to want to do this. Yeah, so it's, I got to start
1: my notes on Sunday night. Exactly and- right.
2: I got to, as I'm watching football, i kind of start taking my notes Tuesday, really get it all together and be ready to go by 8 PM on Tuesday night. So it's like you said, having a partner, it's it, it really makes life, uh, it, it makes me into it a little bit more so
1: 100%. And having this nice facility helps
0: as
2: well, yeah. You're not wrong, definitely. Definitely.
0: Is there anything else that you guys would like to add?
2: Um, no, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, it's once again, sports is just, it's it's a way of life. You know, some people get into yoga or some people get into eating food or some people get into flying planes and whatnot. But talking sports is like, our bread and butter, you know yeah, what I mean? Like I could talk, nature. I could talk sports for hours on end. And if I could do this every single day and it pays a salary paying position, uh, I'd love that. You could best believe I'd be there at 5am with a smile on my face, cup of coffee, ready to go and start ready to grill people. You know what I mean? So hopefully, you know, eventually it grows and we can build our portfolio and it can eventually do this a little bit more. You know, I would hate to say it, but I'd love to do this full time. You know, I yeah. love what I'm doing obviously, but if I can do this full time, just talking sports every single day, best believe sign me up.
1: Yeah, W W F E N. I I heard you had some guy retire last week. Uh, I heard you got an afternoon spot open. Uh, Shout (laughs) us out,
2: tea time Sports. Sampo and EB will be there with a smile on our face Monday morning.
1: (laughs) Not going that far yet, but we could dream. I'm going that far um, (laughs) Yeah, no, like I said, like, if I could drop my job and just do sports and entertain and talk to people and educate people on stats and – B.S. about some sports, I'd be I be would all for that. I would do homework like you
2: wouldn't believe. I've never, you know, I was never <laughs> one to do necessarily. I hate to say, I was a C plus average student all through my life. Sports right. is the one thing that I know that I could be an A plus student with a smile <laughs> on my face. I'd be there punctually. I get everything done on then on time. I'd be <laughs> that guy in the the group project that would be like
1: overachieving that you'd yeah. want to have on your team. You'd be watching like a son's like. <laughs> I'd be watching it's game at like 1030. <laughs> Dude, uh, 100%. I'd be watching the Winnipeg Jets play the, the Flames yeah, or whatever.
2: You know what I mean? Like I'd be with a smile on my face. You know, it's just in and out. Absolutely. Yeah, I
1: mean,
0: at the end of the day, that comes down to passion. I think about the yeah. things that I really work hard on and yeah. the things I love. School is not one of those things no. for me. And I often found myself in school doing what I could to get by and doing what I like. Mm -hmm. I would, my math classes were full of writing lyrics, you know? So at the end of the day, it does. It comes down to that passion. It comes down to finding what that passion is and just doing it, right?
2: Well, it's like anything. You know, it's, if you want to start working out, you got to have that desire. You got to have that motivation. It it, really, any schoolwork, you got to have that motivation. Mm -hmm. And for us, our motivation is just, it's a passion. Yeah. It's, we, at, all, we don't, need motivational. motivation. And at the end of the day,
1: you know, the fact that we show up here every week, you know, we're not getting paid for this, you know, this is genuinely because we love doing this and, mm-hmm. you know, we want to come and, you know, we took uh, started taking calls and we want to hear your feedback on stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, people calling in and asking us questions really triggers our brain and, you know, makes us think and makes us come up with stuff on the spot. So, you know, We might have all our stats listed for the show, but, you know, these callers calling in and throwing us off a little bit, you know, it's nice to kind of rebuttal with them and have a conversation with something that they're interested to, not just something that we're talking about.
0: Right. Right. Definitely a good way to relate to them and connect better with the audience. Totally. Speaking of that, Mm -hmm. if... Anybody wants to find out more about the show, find out more about you guys, tune into the show. How can they do that?
2: Catch us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Tee Time Sports. T E E underscore Time underscore Sports. We go live every Tuesday night. We always upload to YouTube. Call us at you know Tiempo's phone. <laughs> Follow us on Tee Time Sports, and we
3: put then the you up get the call phone us on. We and can't. Then, we yeah, can't give you all that. We're that, not that out. Now. <laughs> I,
2: I can't remember his number off the top of my head. And I'm probably gonna get smacked upside the head for saying so. But, <laughs> um, give us a call. Follow us at Tee Time Sports. You know, see we're all about, man. It's just, you got a phone call, you got a question, let us know. We'll happily answer it for you. We just, we want to hear your side of the story and yeah, want you like, to hear ours too.
1: Yeah. Like he said, follow us on Instagram. Um, we have a YouTube page as well, but definitely check in with us. You know, this is a growing project. You know, we're 11 weeks in, we love doing this football season's heating up with the college playoffs and, you know, NFL postseason. basketball's getting in the swing of things. So really in a good time for sports right now. So, you know, yeah. definitely tune in and check us out. It's the heat of the moment. The heat Definitely. of the moment. Doo, 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 doo. I, sing, <laughs> I sing too. Yeah, not
0: the only so one. So I'm going to put all of that in the bio for everybody who wants to find that easily. Please do. Being a person who gets to watch this show come together every week, I feel like I'm super lucky because I get to see live what's going on. Watching you two interact is super cool. Like, honestly, seeing that, seeing you guys go back and forth and having such a great time. The joy it brings you, the joy it brings the listeners. Super happy to be a part of it, and I'm ecstatic to have you guys on the show today. So, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining me.
2: Yo, BK, when you said you're putting this project out, I was hyped for you. I think this is a perfect podcast. What people do outside of their
1: nine-to-fives is and That's it's, awesome. dude, you, you do more than anyone else outside your nine-to-five, you, <laughs> you know? Beside, you have more rapping, things going on. You know, yeah. being studio head and doing Be all this stuff. Sitting and there, these yeah, together. hopping on
2: stage, singing, producing for people, doing this, that, and the other thing, working your nine-to-five as well. Keep killing it, dude. Thank have, you, guys. Happy for you. Proud of you.
0: I appreciate you guys being a part of this. Seriously. Love the both of you.
2: Love you, dude. Love you. Home. If you ever need us again, just let us know.
0: Of course. <laughs> I will see you guys next Tuesday. Thank you to everyone who listened. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys are interested in being a guest on our show, you can follow us at the Time Off Podcast shoot me an email at the at gmail.com. Shoot us a DM, you know, if you have an interesting hobby, passion project, something that you want to talk about, come on in. It's as easy as we just did right here. This show is produced by Sono Entertainment and Recording Studios. We have an awesome podcast set up here. Tea Time's recorded here. The Time Off podcast is recorded here as well as multiple other shows. So honestly, come check it out if you are interested in becoming a podcaster having your own show again i'm bk thank you guys for listening adios we out enjoy your time off